0: is women in revival podcast today we are starting a new series called learning from wives in the bible this series will have many wives which will be sub-series our sub-series for today is eve and a total stranger our topic for today is made with full capacity eve was the first wife ever and god made her with full capacity full capacity to be able to fulfill her role as a wife properly God had made her perfectly. Eve was privileged to be the first wife ever, and God made her with that full capacity in which she was able to bless her husband and compliment him. Sister, God made each and every one of us with that capacity. We have what it takes to compliment our husband. All we need is his help to do it. Deborah Shinaby will now take us further
1: on this subject. Father God, we thank you so much for this is the day you have made and we rejoice and we are glad to Thank you for this new series that we are embarking on. I am praying that you will equip our hearts and make us your kind of women. In Jesus' name, Amen. I really, really want to welcome you onto Women in Revival podcast. This particular series that we are starting is a very long series. We want to look at wives in the Bible. And what we'll be doing is we'll be choosing each wives in the Bible. We have a couple of wives, maybe about 11 or so, that we look at. So each in itself will be a series. So I pray that as we look at the lives of these wives in the Bible, as many of us who are wives will learn from their lives, and as many who are hoping to become wives one day, we also learn from the lives of these women. We'll be looking at the ordeal of these women. You will see that as we look at these women, some of the challenges, the difficulty that they faced in their marriages is what many of us are also going through in our own marriages. And in the midst of what faced them, their lives are done, the gospel. So we'll be looking at their ordeal, the outcome of their ordeal, and how their lives are done, the gospel, and how their marriages are done, the gospel. So, we'll be looking at this even in the various women that we'll be looking at. I love looking at Bible characters, I love it. Recently, I started looking at stay at home women of the Bible. I'm just picking various women to look at who were full time housewives, so to say, or who were just women who labored inside the home and what became of their life. So any opportunity to dig into a character in the Bible, I quickly go for it. So this is what we'll be doing in this particular series. We may not do an extensive study, but I am very sure that whatever little we will discover will be a blessing for your life and for your marriage. So today, let us start with the first series, Eve and the Total Stranger. Our series that we are embarking on this week is Eve and the Total Stranger. Remember, we are looking at this series, Learning from Wives in the Bible, and the sub-series that we are taking today is Eve and the Total Stranger. So what can we learn from the life of Eve? Did her life adorn the gospel? What was the ordeal she went through in her marriage? And what was the outcome? I am praying that this particular series will be a blessing to your life so let us go to the book of genesis chapter 1 verses 27 and 28 we are looking at eve and the total stranger she is the first wife we want to look at so let me read genesis 1 verses 27 and 28 and i'm reading from the king james version if i need to look at other translation i will do that And it reads, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. So this is the word of God. So on this series today, We are looking at Eve and the total stranger. And the first thing we are looking at today is to see that Eve was made with full capacity to thrive in her marriage. Eve was the first wife ever. She was given the privilege to be the first wife. And from the scripture that we read, the Bible says God made her and even her husband in his image. So all she needed to be the perfect wife, God had granted it. Even until Eve, she was the first wife ever. She was the crown of God's creation, so to say. Even the beast from the ground could not fulfill her role. And we will see that from Genesis 2 verses 18 to 23. So we see in Genesis 1, 27 and 28 that I read that God made both the man and the woman in his image, female and male, male and female. And God blessed both the male and the female. God asked them to be fruitful, to multiply, to replenish, to subdue, to have dominion, just name every blessing that God needed to put on them. So Eve was made with God's blessedness. She was made with full capacity to be the wife God intended her to be. And now Genesis 2, 18 to 23 says, And the Lord God said, It is not good that a man should be alone. I will make him an help meet for him are you saying we are looking at eve was made with full capacity to be the wife god intended her to be god said let me make and help that meet for him if you look at this in other translations this genesis 2 18 other translation says god said i will make for him and help suitable for example if we look at the contemporary english version it says i need to make a suitable suitable so eve was suitable for her husband god made her to be the suitable help for her husband the amplified bible the classic edition says now the lord god said it is not good not sufficient satisfactory that the man should be alone i will make him a helper amplified as suitable adapted, complementary for him. So what God made in the first woman actually was capable to be the wife that the first man needed. She was suitable. She was made to easily adapt to her husband. She was made to complement her husband. And now verse 19, And out of the ground the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air and brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them. And whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was in him, and Adam gave names to all cattle and to the fowl of the air and to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found an help made for him. Are you saying God brought all animals, made every animals from the ground and brought them to Adam. Yet the Bible says even out of those beasts, none was a suitable helper. None was complementary to the man. None was adaptable to the man. And now from verse 21, And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. And the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made he a woman and brought her unto the man. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Are you saying this was what God made in the first wife, in the first woman called Eve? She was the first wife ever, like I said earlier. The beast from the ground could not fulfill her role. God made beasts from the ground and brought her to her husband. He named all of them, but despite their naming, none could fulfill the role that Eve was. come and fulfill in her husband's life and another thing that we saw from that scripture in that genesis 2 from verse 18 was that eve was made in the center of the home the bible says god put her husband to sleep where in the center of the home then god made the woman she was made in the center of the home she was made from close to the heart of the man she was made from the rib. I remember some years ago, my daughter was explaining to me scientifically the purpose of the rib. How it helped protect our heart and things like that. So, the first wife was made from close to the heart of man. Are you saying? And she actually had the privilege of having God to be her father. And not only a father, to also be her father-in-law. She had the privilege of having God in her home constantly. She received God's blessedness. God said be fruitful. She was to multiply. She was to replenish. She was to have dominion. So she had enough to occupy herself as the wife of Adam. She was not meant to be idle, though a housewife. She was in a privileged state. Such was this woman that God made in the beginning. She was God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus for good works. But did this woman fulfill a good work? Did she allow a total stranger to destroy her life and to destroy her home? We will see in the course of this series as we go on. But for us to close this series today, let's read Psalm 49 verse 20 that says, Man that is in honor and understandeth not is like the beast that perish. A man who is held in honor and understandeth not It's like the beast that perish. Are you saying Eve was in honor? Yes, she knew not. And the end of Eve was that of destruction. She destroyed herself, destroyed her matrimony. And it is my prayer that as we go through the life of this woman, the first wife ever, may you learn for your life, all that you need as a married woman to your husband, God has actually packaged them for you. Eve was made from the rib of the man. There was an emptiness in her husband with the Lord that supplied in her. Everything her life and marriage need to thrive, God had provided them ever before she came. We will see this when we come back. And I am praying that you will utilize everything the world has made available for you, that you will come to the full understanding that actually as a wife to your husband, God has given you the full capacity to thrive in that marriage. Amen.
0: started a new series called learning from wives in the bible we will be continuing the sub series eve and our topic for today is fully catered for in order to thrive eve was fully catered for god gave her everything she needed not just in herself but he gave her water and plants and animals food everything she needed god provided for her he fully catered for her in order for her to thrive. Sister, as a child of God, as a daughter of God, He will provide everything you need to be able to thrive in your marriage. Deborah Shinabi will now
1: take us further on this subject. Father, we thank you so much for your interest in our lives, in our marriages we praise you lord for this series and what you have in your heart thank you lord for wives that you will reshape and remove through this series we praise you lord as you begin to send many of us back to our marriages as the transformed woman to your glory and to your honor amen i really want to welcome you back to this series and I'm praying that the Lord himself will equip your heart. He will speak to you in the way only you can understand. We are still on the series, Learning from Wives in the Bible. We are looking at their ordeal, the outcome of their ordeal. Did the, their action act on the gospel? And we started looking at the first woman, the first wife, Eve. And we tagged this sub-series as Eve and the total stranger. We are looking at Eve and the total Stranger, and I am praying that as we look at this series, you will look at some characteristics of Eve, some attributes of Eve, some mistakes of Eve, and compare your life and say, Lord, am I walking in the full step of Eve as a wife, also? And you'll be able to receive help from the Lord. Remember, you can go back to our website www.okofrighteousness.co.uk where you will find the series you may have missed or any episode you've missed and many other series and many, many other blogs and articles on our website. Today, we are going to move on definitely, but if you need to contact us, our website has every information that you need to contact us. Amen. Yesterday, we saw that the first wife, Eve, was made with full capacity to thrive in a marriage. She was made in the very image of God. Tell me what else was she need? She received the blessing of God. She was made at the center of her home. She was taken from the rib of her husband. She was made close to the heart of her husband. And as we look at this woman, I am praying that, none of us will end as if that is my prayer so without saying much i want us to go to today's series and today i want us to look at fully catered for in order to thrive remember yesterday we saw that she was fully prepared she was fully made with all necessary capacity for her marriage to thrive and for her to thrive in our marriage and i challenge you that do you know also as a wife in your marriage Actually, God has packaged in you what your husband needs. Maybe you say, my husband is quite very difficult. He's a difficult man. Deborah, you don't know my husband. If only you know him. He is this, an angry man. is like a lion in the home. I agree with you. But do you know, as difficult as he is, God has actually equipped you with what that man needs. God has equipped you with what to tell that man with. So today let us quickly go as we consider fully catered for in order to try Genesis chapter 1 we we'll read verse 29 and verse 30 It says and God said Behold I have given you every herb bearing seed which is upon the face of all the earth and every tree in the which is the fruit of a tree yielding seed to you it shall be for meat and to every beast of the earth and to every fowl of the air, and to everything that creepeth upon the earth, wherein there is life, I have given every green herb for meat. And it was so. Are you saying now? So, when God blessed both this man and the woman, when God made them, what did God do? God said, Look, I am giving you every herb that bears it. This is for you, that is for you. Full provision was made for both this woman and her husband. The God who brought her into the picture did not bring her to suffer. God provided for her ever before she existed. On our website, we did a series in the past. Now, I think it was titled Who is a Woman? where we looked at Eve. You may want to go through that and have a deeper understanding of the type of woman that thrives in our marriage. So from what we have read, we saw that Eve had everything provided ever before she married Adam. The house she will live in, the husband she will marry, even ever before she was created, there was a husband waiting for her. Such was the blessedness that heaven endowed Eve with. And if we now look at that same Genesis, but now chapter 2 from verse 9, it says, And out of the ground made the Lord God to grow every tree, that is pleasant to the sight. Are you seeing what God provided for this woman? Trees that is pleasant to the sight and good for food and the tree of life also in the midst of the garden and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And a river went out of Eden to water the garden and from thence it was parted and became into four heads. The name of the first is Pison; That is it which compasses the old land of Avila. Where there is gold, and the gold of that land is good. There is Dilium and the Oxen stone, and the name of the second river is Gion. The same is it that compassed the old land of Ethiopia. And the name of the third river is Hideke That is it which goeth toward the east of Assyria. And the fourth river is Euphrates. Amen. So we are looking at the fact that God provided this first wife, Eve. With all she needed in order to thrive, both in her marriage and on an earth. So we are seeing that God provided her gold, isn't it? She had precious stones and gemstones in the garden. She had four rivers. The Bible spoke of the river that it parted into four parts. Such was the provision God made available ever before she came. She had trees in the garden to sightsee. If she wants to feast her eyes on anything, God put there for her the right tree that she needs to size it with. Not what many wives we are feasting our eyes upon that are actually not suitable for many of her marriages. This first wife had animals to eat. God gave her animals. God gave her plants to eat. This first wife had companion in her husband. God gave her her husband to talk to, to discuss anything to hide nothing from, and also she had companion in God. Eve was brought in, fully catered for, to come and rule the earth with her husband. She was fully catered for. The God who brought her into the picture did so, preparing ready for her everything that she will ever need, even for that marriage. The God who brought her into existence. The God who brought her into the marriage made available for her what she needed even for her marriage. And the same thing with you as you are listening to me. All you need for your marriage, all you need to be the wife God wants you to be in your marriage. Can I say to you, God has provided it. The book of Second Peter chapter 1 verse 3 says, According as his divine power, have given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. You see, everything that pertains to godliness for you as a Christian wife and as a wife to your husband, the Bible says, God has already given them everything. But how do you acquire them? It is through the knowledge of the God that called you to glory and virtue. It is as you know God the more. When wives begin to know God the more, you will stop struggling with your husband. You will stop quarreling with your husband. You will enter rest. You will enter peace. Things your husband used to do that get you angry, he will continue doing them. But you will find out that they don't affect you anymore. All that you need to thrive as a wife, God had made them available ever before you came. And my encouragement to you, is rather than get yourself entangled with strangers outside your home who may be giving you wrong information, wrong counsel, rather than get yourself entangled with quarreling today with your husband and that, why not use that time to know this God more? That scripture says, His divine power have made ready all that you need, everything you need, everything is divine power has given them. All you need for godly life and for knowledge all you need now is to know God. That is it. Is to get to know God. So if you are going to be that wife that will fully fully fulfill the plan and the purpose of God in your marriage you need to get to know God. Eve was fully catered for in order to try. But unfortunately we see at the end of this series that Eve failed as a wife. And we have a story. Our story is written now for our example. And I'm praying that we'll learn from the life of Eve so that we do not end up
0: Bible Podcast. Two days ago, we started a new series called Learning from Wives in the Bible. Today, we will be continuing the sub-series, Eve. Our topic for today is designed as help that thrives in Adam's life. Eve was designed as help. In the Hebrew Bible, whenever the word help is used, normally it's referring to God. So Eve was designed as help. She had that characteristic of God. What a privilege for Eve, and what a privilege for us also, to be help unto the men in our lives. They need us because we are their help. Eve was designed to complement Adam as his help, to be able to help him achieve his goals through her helping. Deborah Shinobi will now take us further on this subject.
1: Father God, thank you once again for this series and what you are doing in our hearts and in many, many of our marriages. Thank you for young marriages, marriages that are just few months old, few weeks old, few years old. Thank you for marriages that have passed a decade, that are up to a decade, that are two decades, three decades, whatever number of years these listeners may have been married. Thank you that you are able to redefine even your idea of marriage today, maybe they have a different definition of marriage. But thank you, as you through this series, give them a redefinition of your own marriage. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, as you use the lives of these women to challenge many of our hearts as wives. Thank you, as you help us to be women that labor for our home to be stable to be a peaceful abode, to be what you want it to be. In Jesus' name, amen. So I am welcoming you back to Women in Revival podcast. We are still on our series, Learning from Wives of the Bible. And we are still going through the sub-series, Eve and his total stranger. We have seen that Eve was made with full capacity to be the wife to Adam. And we saw that Eve was fully catered for in order for her to thrive in a marriage to her husband. And today, as we go on, I want to encourage you that you should feel free to visit our website, www.okofrighteousness.co.uk, where you will find other series and other resources that might be useful to you. And I want to say, if you need counseling, if you need to talk to anyone, feel free to give us a call. And we'll be happy or send us a WhatsApp message, an email, whatsoever means you can contact us. Do feel free to contact us. So today, let us go on as we still continue to look at the life of Eve, the first wife. And today we are looking at she was designed as help that thrive in Adam's life. Eve was designed by God the designer to be the help that will thrive in the life of Adam. Let us go again and read Genesis chapter 2. And this time we'll read verse 18 to 20. And the Bible says, And the Lord God said, It is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him and help meet for him. Now, who was the one saying it was no longer good? It was God. God said, It is not good that the man should be alone. God was not saying the man was not good but that he should be alone, God said it is no longer good. It was good that he was alone at some point, but as God looked at the man at that junction of man's life, God knew it is no longer good that he remains alone. Then God said, I will make him and help meet for him. I want you to ponder on that word. I will make him help meet for him. What God intended to make for the man was an help. You see, not many helps. That is why marriage is not meant to be the union between a man and many women. No. God said, I will make him an help. The contemporary English version says, I need to make a, are you seeing the adjective there? The article, a, a suitable partner. So what God made in the woman was suitable. What God made in the woman was help enough for the man. The Amplified says suitable, adapted, complementary. Now verse 19. And out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air and brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them, and whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was the name thereof. So are you seeing? Him? God having said that will make him a help, meet for him, meet for him, suitable for him. God went to work and out of the ground, made different beasts of the field and fowls, and then brought them to man. What was God seeking to make for man? The help that is suitable. And this help is an help, Is a help, not many helps. What God did was he made creatures, many things that could have been help to the man. And God brought them to the man to see what the man will name them. And whatsoever Adam named these creatures, that's what they were. And verse 20 says, and Adam gave names to all cattle. And to the fowl of the air and to every beast of the field. But for Adam there was not found and help meat for him. None of these was the right kind of partner for the man. That's what contemporary English version says. As great as the beast of the ground, as the fowls of the air, as great as they were, they were not the perfect partner that God intended for the man. Even as the man was naming them. He did not name any of them as suitable help. No, none of them could adapt to the need of the man. None of them was suitable to the character of Adam. None of them could undo Adam's behavior. And the same thing with you. There is no woman out there that should take your place in your husband's life. God made you to be suitable, to be adaptable to your own husband. No one should be the right partner for your husband except you, while both of you are still alive. So what are we saying? We are saying that God the designer designed the first woman, Eve, as the right woman for Adam. And she was made to be what help help that will thrive in Adam's life. No matter what help the beast of the ground, the fowls of the air will bring to Adam. There will be nothing compared to the help that Eve will render unto Adam. So we are seeing from the scriptures now, just as we see in verse 18, that it was God who said it is not good for the man to be alone. And he said, we make an ep that will meet Adam's name. And God made various beasts, of the field and fowls of the air and brought them to adam to name but despite the usefulness of all these creatures to adam adam named them but none was named help none was named help that meets none was named suitable helper none was adaptable none was suitable none was the right partner even to Adam, You see, many of you, you are struggling with women outside your marriage. Maybe you've seen text messages, WhatsApp messages of strange women in your husband's life and you have been struggling with these women. You have been tailgating them on Facebook, on their social media platform and you've been warning them, no, don't do that. You need to see yourself as the only help God has ordained to your husband. If you know that and you play your role, and you are living in companionship with your husband and with the Lord, I'm telling you. You will see how things return around to the glory of God. So we see that in order for God to make Eve, what did God do? God put Adam to sleep. In order to make Eve... To be that help that meet Adam's need. God had to put Adam to sleep. And this is the prayer you need to be praying for your husband. Maybe you have a very active husband that doesn't listen, that doesn't do anything. No, the solution is not to quarrel with him. Pray that God will put him to sleep. That he will enter into rest. That he will receive you as a help that is suitable for his life. Eve was a rib out of Adam's rib isn't it? So in order for her to be the help that is suitable, to be the help that will be suitable for Adam, she has to be a rib that came out of Adam. That means that there is a gap in Adam's life. That means there was a vacuum she came to fulfill even in the life of Adam. And I think for us to fully understand this help we probably need to understand that God is also referred to as our help. Sometimes women struggle. Can you call me help? I don't want to be a help. I don't want to be a subordinate. I don't want to be a partner. I'm enough by myself. I am highly educated. I'm earning more than my husband. I'm actually more educated than him. You know, I bought our house. I am this. I am that. But unless you fully understand what help means, honestly, You will not rejoice in this ministry, in this design of God the designer, in designing you to be an help. In Psalms 46 verse 1, the Bible tells us that God is our refuge and help is a very present help in times of trouble. So what is that saying? God is our help and since he was, he is our help, he made you in his very image. Remember, we saw that he made man in his image. He made you in his likeness to be an help, a timely help unto your husband. And you know, if you look at John 14, 26, the Bible also refers to the Holy Spirit as our helper. In John fourteen twenty six, the Good New Translation says the helper, the Holy Spirit, are you seeing The helper, the Holy Spirit. Now, let me go to the amplified classic, but the comforter. So when you are called a helper to your husband, if you look at the ministry of the Holy Spirit in a believer's life, such ministry is what God has called you into your husband's life. So that scripture says, the comforter, the counselor, the helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener, stand by the Holy Spirit. So also, this is God's design of you. God has designed you to be the one that brings your husband comfort. No wonder the Bible spoke of him. Isaac's wife, Rebecca, when she married Isaac, the Bible says Isaac brought her into her mother's room and she was a source of great comfort unto Isaac. As an helped your husband, you are to bring him comfort. You are to bring him comfort counsel you are his counselor you see that was why sarah brought counsel to her own husband and you know that the husband listened to her counsel when she said to her husband take agar in you are the counselor to your husband you are his intercessor many of the conduct and behavior you are seeing in your husband you are the best person to intercede for him before god you are his advocate before your family members, before loved ones, you are to advocate for your husband. It's rather unfortunate that many wives, we are rather attacking our husbands before our families, before friends, before whatsoever. Now, I'm not denying that what they are doing is wrong, it's right. But saying many terrible things about them all over will not resolve the matter. You are called to be your husband's advocate. You are called to be his strengthener. That means he is weak. Just as you are weak also, you are called to strengthen him. The way God designed you, you are designed to be a strengthener to your husband. You are called to be a standby. To be a standby. You know, as I thought of standby, I'm thinking of those in in the African nations. You know, sometimes they will have what they call the generating plant or so. The moment the electricity is off, the generator is on standby the moment is gone the generator steps in that is what god has made you to be to be a standby for your husband moment when he is unable to play his role you are to stand in and i cannot i don't have the time to share my personal experience on this how god has brought me in as a standby so the design of the designer for you is to be a help that is suitable for your husband. You are to be a source of comfort. You are to be a strengthener to him. You are to be a counselor. And I am praying that you will embrace the design of God for your womanhood and particularly for your role as a wife in your husband's life. Amen.
0: Bible podcast. Three days ago, we started a series called Learning from the Wives in the Bible. We are continuing the sub-series Eve. Our topic for today is a date with a total stranger. Today, we will be seeing how Eve's marriage collapsed because she had a date with a total stranger. We all know the story of Eve and the serpent. Why was Eve meeting with the serpent? The way she was talking to the serpent in the Bible looks like they had a rapport. That means they'd been meeting each other for quite a time. And now, Deborah will explain to us today how this last meeting of theirs ruined Eve's marriage forever. And consequently, also ruined all marriages to come after that. But thanks to Jesus' death on the cross, we still have hope that our marriages can succeed. Deborah Shinaby will now take us further on this subject.
1: Our Father and our God, we are grateful, Lord, for the privilege to be wives. We are grateful for this series, Lord, for what you may be using it to do in many of our lives as wives. We thank you for those of us who are wives to be thank you as you equip us also. We praise you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to welcome you back to Women in Revival podcast. And I am praying that this particular series would minister deeply into your heart and that it will transform your view of your role of your person as a wife to your husband. It will transform your home to what God intended it to be. We started this series learning from Wives of the Bible and we began the sub-series Eve and a Total Stranger. And we have been following the life of Eve in a little way. We saw that when God made her, she was made with full capacity to thrive in her marriage. And we also saw that she was fully catered for in order for her to thrive in her husband's life. All she needed in form of character, behavior, natural resources, God made them available for Eve. And last time we saw her design. We saw that God the designer designed Eve to be help that will thrive in her husband's life. She wasn't designed to be trouble in the flesh of her husband. She wasn't meant to be the woe of man. No, she was to be the strengthener, the advocate, the counselor, the comforter, and so on, even in her husband's life. Today now, we are going to move on. But can I encourage you to go back to our website if you need to, uk. You can also download our app on Google Play, Women in Reviver. And you can get us on podcasts. just search for Women in Reviver. And we are also on Anchor and many other podcasting platforms. Do feel free to search for us. And if there is are sending it for you to contact us, go on our website. Do feel free to give us a call, a chat, a WhatsApp, an email, whatsoever. Just feel free to contact us. The number to contact us is on our website and it is plus four four seven nine four four three nine eight four one five. So as we continue to look at Eve and the total stranger, I want us to today look at a date with the total stranger. Eve's date with a total stranger. The first wife's date with a total stranger. I want us to read Genesis 2 verse 7. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul. Now we leave that and now read verse 16 and 17. And it reads... And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it, for in the day thou eatest thereof thou shalt surely die. So now we saw the man God formed from the dust of the ground, man God breathed into his nostrils, and now I'm referring to the husband, Adam. God gave him an instruction. There was a manual upon which he stay in the Garden of Eden was to operate upon. He was to listen to God and God told him that there are many trees in the garden, but he can eat freely from any of them except just one tree, which is the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And that the day he eats of it, he will surely die. Now, as we now move on to Genesis chapter 3, having brought the wife in, the man Adam, having moved from single old to a married man, now let's see what happened. And the Bible says, Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, have God said ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? Are you seeing the woman who had God as a companion? The woman who had Adam as a companion. Her husband was there as a companion for her. Are you seeing her now? She's engaging a total stranger. The Bible says this stranger called serpent. Now, obviously, it wasn't the natural snake. It was the devil that had taken over the snake. So he began to engage Eve, asking, did God say you must not eat? And the woman said unto the serpent, we may eat of the tree, of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. Are you seeing that? So meeting this person, they began to talk and chat. Serpent asked one question, you know. She began to say a, a, a question that could have been a yes or no. She began to pour out and say all sorts of things. Now, in verse 4, the Bible says, And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. God told the woman's husband, The day you eat of it, you shall surely. But we see the serpent, the enemy, in the body of the serpent, trying to twist the word of God, trying to say God is a liar. God is not trustworthy. Don't mind God. Whatsoever He says is lie. That was what the devil was saying to the woman. And then verse five says, For God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be open, and ye shall be be as God, knowing good and evil. Verse six. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did it and gave also unto her husband with her. And he did it. Amen. So we are seeing this woman that God made with full capacity to be a wife. This woman that God catered for to thrive in her marriage. This woman that God designed with the help, Jean. God made her as an help. We are seeing this woman now in communion, in friendship with a total stranger. Now, some of you may say, well, the serpent wasn't a stranger after all. The serpent was one of the creatures in the garden. But as regards our relationship with her husband, the serpent is a stranger. It was not part of the union. The union was between Adam and Eve. And God's instruction was to Adam, the husband of the woman. And the woman should have obeyed what God gave to the two of them. But now she's brought in someone who was never part of your matrimony. And I'm asking, what could cause this? Could it be that Eve had been having short discussion with this stranger, with this serpent? Could it be that she's been having little little moments of chat on Facebook, on WhatsApp, or any social media? Could it be that she really admired the way uh, you know this guy on the social media platform comment about our picture, about our profile, or whatsoever? And I'm asking, why was her husband also not involved in this friendship? Could it be that she hid the friendship from her husband? Could it be that she was enjoying the friendship so much that she was getting from the serpent what she could not get from her husband? And why was she in a relationship with someone that undermined her husband's authority? Her husband must have communicated with her that, look, God said we must not eat of this tree. So her husband must have passed the information to her. But we see the serpent, this stranger, this friend, who undermined whatsoever God said to her husband and whatsoever her husband said to her. Why was she not under the leadership of her husband? You know, the scripture that is coming to my heart before I continue is this scripture in 1 Corinthians, I believe, chapter 11. I've come to love that scripture so much. 1 Corinthians 11 verse 3 says, But I would have you know that the head of every man is Christ, and the head of the woman is the man, and the head of Christ is God. So God gave instruction to the man, God being the man's head, and the man being the woman's head, passing information to the woman. Here we see an outsider who is undermining undermining the authority of God and the authority of the man in the marriage. And yet, the woman was happy to continue in such friendship. And I'm asking, why? Could it be that she was lonely? Could it be that she was anxious? Was she in a desire to know the current news in town? I don't know. Was she curious to meet someone new? Was she an outgoing person, you know, an outgoing woman that connects with anybody online? I don't know. I don't have the answer to all of this. Was she bored of her husband? Was she seeking something new and lively beyond her husband? But whatsoever it was that Eve was seeking for became the beginning of the trouble. For at the end of this Genesis chapter 3, the story changed. The lovely Mary turned into something else. There was trouble. There was blame shifting. You know, there was rancor in the marriage. A peaceful home became a home where they shout at each other, where they flaunt at each other, where they talk each other down, even before the children. A little door opened to a total stranger, to an outsider, to someone outside the husband and wife relationship, it became an opportunity for the marriage to be tampered with. And as I close, can I say to you, who is that friend? Who is that person? Maybe it's your parents that are counseling you against what your husband has said. Maybe it's a friend. Maybe it's a church member. Whoever they may be that is giving you counsel contrary to the word of God, contrary to your husband's authority. I want you to know, it can be terrible at the end. For Eve, she probably did not know that this was where it will end up. She said the serpent deceived her. Any counsel that makes you undermine your husband's authority is a deceit from the enemy. And I am praying that you will be a wise woman who will foresee evil, who will hide herself, Who will not allow the third party to come into a marriage and destroy even the peace of God, the plan of God, the counsel of God in our hope? Amen.
0: is a woman in revival podcast today we will be finishing the sub series eve our topic for today is the consequences of a date with a total stranger sister there are consequences for going behind your husband's back and doing things that you know you should not do eve suffered these consequences and today deborah will be talking us through them and helping us see how these consequences transfer to all wives to come after eve And helping us see how we can rectify these consequences in our own marriages. Sister, I pray that this sub-series has helped you develop your marriage and helped you see the problems that you need to rectify in your marriage. And for those who aren't married, I pray that this podcast has helped you to see how you can give advice to others and how you can prepare one day for marriage if God sees to give you the gift. Deborah Shinabu will now take us further. On
1: this subject, Father, we are so so grateful for this series that we began and how far you've taken us. Thank you for this first wife that we have looked at in a little measure. Thank you for many of my listeners. Thank you as you start a work in their hearts, in their lives that will affect their matrimony. Father, I just praise you, I exalt and I adore you. Thank you, Lord, as you build godly homes, even through these women. We praise your name, O Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to welcome you back to Women in Revival podcast. And I trust that this series has been encouraging your heart, equipping you to be the wife that God intended you to be. It doesn't matter how long you've been married, there is hope. Or maybe you are planning for your own wedding. Don't plan for the wedding alone. Plan for the matrimony itself. Marriage is enjoyable if we leave out the plan of God in the marriage. God is the one who made marriage. And for us to enjoy marriage, we must operate under God's manner. Now, we have been looking at the first marriage. We were looking at Eve and a total stranger as we are intended to look at different wives of the Bible and we've looked at Eve today and next time we will move on to another wife of the Bible today on Eve and a total stranger we saw last time how Eve who was made with full capacity who was given everything she needed to thrive in on earth and even in her husband's life that woman that was designed as help to her husband went out and made friend with a stranger who turned out to destroy a matrimony and today we want to close this particular series as we look at the consequence of a date with a total stranger and we are going to look at Genesis chapter 3 we will take it from verse 7 to 19 and verse 22 to 27 and I'm going to read. And the eyes of them both were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. Are you beginning to see? They became couples that were wearing fig leaves. They could no longer trust God's covering anymore. Are you seeing? And that is what happens in marriages that God is no longer enthroned. You look for ways to cover and say, well, I can't trust a man. I can't trust a man. What if he did that? What if he go and do this? What if this? What if he do this? You know, all sorts of things. Because we can no longer trust God anymore. And then verse 8. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden. In the cool of the day, and Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. Are you seeing again? Hiding, they started hiding from God. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? And he said, I had voice in the garden, and I was afraid. Fear came in, because I was naked, and I hid myself. And he said, Who told thee that thou wast naked? As thou eating of the tree, whereof I commanded thee, that thou shouldest not eat? And the man said, The woman whom thou gavest to be with me, she gave me of the tree, and I did eat. Are you seeing? No longer taking responsibility, blaming each other. Verse 13. And the Lord God said unto the woman, What is it that thou hast done? And the woman said, The serpent beguiled me, and I did it. Do you see no taking of personal responsibility? 14. And the Lord God said unto the serpent, Because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle and above every beast of the field, upon thy belly shalt thou go, and thou shalt eat all the days of thy life. Verse 15, and I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and thy seed, and he shall bruise thy head, and thou shall bruise his ear. Now, I'm not going to focus on verse 14 and 15. Now, verse 16, unto the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children, and thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. Are you singing? She became a cause. Our reproductive system became a cause. Even child upbringing for her was going to be difficult. Our labor in life is going to be towards her husband. And you know, it reminds me of Leah, who can begin giving birth to children in order to capture her husband's attention. Now, verse 17 says, And unto Adam he said, Because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife and hast eaten of the tree of which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it, cost is the ground for thy sake, and in sorrow shalt thou eat of it all the days of thy life. Thorns also and teasels shall it bring forth to thee, and thou shalt eat the herb of the field. In the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread, till thou return unto the ground. For out of it wast thou taken, for thus thou art, and unto thus thou shalt return now. You see, God placed cause upon the husband also. Now, verse 22 to 24. And the Lord God said, Behold, the man is become as one of us to know good and evil. And now lest he put forth his hand and take also of the tree of life and eat and live forever. Therefore, the Lord God sent him forth from the garden of Eden to till the ground from whence he was taken. So he drove out the man and a placed at the east of the garden of Eden. Cherubims and a flaming sword, which turned every way to keep the way of the tree of life. Wow, wow, had I known. And you know that is the response of many wives now. Had I known. Had I known, I would have been quiet. Had I known, I would not have responded to what he said. Had I known, I would, not have re- I would not have listened to people's counsel. Had I known, had I known, and it is too late. Some women have driven their husband into the embrace of strange women. And now they are saying, had I known. So we are seeing the consequence of a date with a total stranger. That one night stand, that discussion with the serpent, that friendship with the serpent brought the eyes of both of them to be opened. They became civilized. They, be, they knew more than God. God was no longer relevant in the picture. They knew that they were naked. They saw their vulnerability without God. They sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. They started helping themselves. They did not see the reason, any reason for God to help them. They started finding security in insecurity. I don't know whether what I'm saying makes sense. They became couples that hid from God's presence. So that is why some of our husbands and wives, we can go days without praying together, without reading the word together. Both of them started blaming each other, shouting at each other, quarreling with each other. Texting rude things to each other, sending rude letters to each other. Both of them did not take responsibility for their misconduct. And also, his reproductive system became accursed. The art became accursed because of this. God says, in Jesus, in struggle, they will eat from the the ground. She labored to dress beautify herself in order to get her husband's attention and sometimes many of you go to seminars to conferences where they bring in Mary Kay to teach you how to do your foundation how to do this how to dress well how to look beautiful for your husband you don't know that actually you are operating on that course that God placed upon the woman now am I saying you shouldn't dress beautiful you shouldn't look after yourself actually not but if you do all of this in order to get your husband's attention, you will forever be doing that and you will continue not to get his attention. The Bible says, seek ye for the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Then every other thing will be added to you. Seek God. And also, apart from that, we see, we see that Eve's date with a total stranger brought calamity on Eve. Brought calamity on her husband. On our marriage and on our posterity. She became accursed. The earth became cost. Her husband became accursed. Death became their portion. Their relationship with God was truncated. Their place in the Garden of Eden was evacuated. They had to be sent out of the garden. Wow. And in Eve's home was the first ever mother. In our home was the first ever homicide. Our son killed a brother. Imagine the effect of a relationship with a stranger. And do you know that anybody in your marital relationship, other than God, is a total stranger to your marriage? Maybe it's your parents, it's your friends, it's your sibling. And they are telling you things that are contrary to the scriptures or to your husband. And you are believing these things. They are strangers. If you don't take care, they will soon destroy your marriage. I've seen this. I've seen cases where wives confide so much in their mother. And mothers are advising their daughters against their husbands. And husbands have gone, pick up another woman while the marriage has scattered. You want to be a wise woman, learn from the life of Eve. First Corinthians 15 tells us that bad company corrupts good manner. Whoever you are company with, whatever type of post you are reading on social media platforms, whatsoever type of threats you are making, have the power to either corrupt your marriage or help your marriage to thrive. We see that Eve did not allow her life to adorn the gospel. She mishandled the privilege to be the first wife ever. She mishandled the opportunity God gave her, the provision God provided for her. She was fully made. The helper gene was was in her. All she needed to be that perfect wife for her husband was made available for her until she opened the door for a total stranger. And the Bible says if the edge is broken, the serpent will bite. Maybe you have been opening the edge of your marriage. You've been opening your mouth to be telling outsiders, Things that are happening in your home. Now, I'm not saying those seek counsel, but seek godly counsel. I'm not saying suffer in silence, but seek people who can agree with God and agree with you to see to the restoration of your marriage. Not those who will water down your husband and water down your marriage and make sure your marriage is destroyed. Now, the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 11 says, Now, all these things... Happened unto them for examples, and they are written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the world are come. Sister, the story of Eve is written for your example. It is to be an admonition for you. It is for you to learn from, to look at the behavior and the character of Eve, and to take it for your own life. Also, Romans chapter 15, verse 4 says, for whatsoever things were written at full time were written for our learning. The story of Eve, the first wife, was penned down for your learning so that through patience and comfort of the scriptures you might have hope. Woman, so that through patience and comfort of the Scripture, there is patience, there is comfort that you derive from the scriptures. If you need to make a friend why not make friend with the scriptures with the word of god yes i know you are bored you may be lonely maybe your husband works in another town and only comes back weekend or maybe your husband goes to work and come back late you are a full-time housewife whichever one you can find comfort even in the scriptures i remember as a young wife many years ago i was a full-time housewife. My husband was the one who goes to work. And by the time he comes back, he meets me at the front of the television watching all sorts of soap opera, you know, movies, films, um, comedy. Um, there was this Nollywood thing and the various woods. And you know, my husband always feels sad whenever he met me at the front of the television watching these things. But thank God, years down the line, these are things that I don't even have time for, honestly. They are not helping me. My best friend outside God and my husband and my children is the scripture. My best friend is the word of God. So if there's anywhere you want to take courage, you want to take companionship outside your husband, it is in the word of God. There is hope, there is comfort that comes from God's word. If you need to seek counsel, seek counsel from godly women, from godly men, from godly husband and wife who will direct you aright. And I am praying that your home will not end up as that of Eve. Eve was sent out of the Garden of Eden. Her purpose in life was truncated. She was not the help God wanted her to be to her husband she actually became the source of her husband's problem and i am praying that the lord will step into the situation in your marriage and as a woman that is about to get married i am praying that you will learn what biblical wife is so that you will not learn from the world and maybe you are one of those wives who is investing on worldly music you say well we need Love music. I need to be playing love music for my husband to stimulate him. Actually, you are stimulating him for the devil. Maybe you say let's invest in Marvin Gay. I know there are Christian gatherings, couples meeting where we buy ungodly music, and that is what we play. We dance to we say they are love songs. How can darkness help light? Some of you are investing on books that are not Christian books, they are teaching you practices that are contrary to the word of God and you don't know that you are gradually sending your husband into the pit of hell. I am praying that you will be wise, you will be a godly woman, you will be a godly wife even to the life of your husband. May this particular series bring you hope, bring you help even as a wife in your marriage. Amen.